0: Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Hey, everybody so excited to have Michaela Alexis as our first guest on the show. Maybe we shouldn't say first guest and people think we've been doing this forever like we're (laughs) professionals. (laughs) Welcome, Michaela. How are you, my friend?
1: I am doing fantastic. I'm super excited that I am the first, though.
0: I had you in mind. I think this is going to help You, me, and really everybody listening. And for those of you who don't know Michaela, apparently you are under a rock or you don't use LinkedIn or something like that, but she's one of the best true voices out there that has a wonderful transformational story. And if you want to listen to the story, you can look it all up on the internet because we have 15 minutes to figure out where to take Michaela's fantastic direction next. So Michaela, tell everybody a little bit about what you've got going on right now, and then we can jump into some back and forth and really try to figure out some incredible changes.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I'm just living my best life right now, uh, doing what I love, which is traveling the world and teaching people how to use LinkedIn, how to leverage the platform and use it to generate opportunities that uh, most people don't even know exist, uh, really. Uh, I work with companies like Crown Plaza. Um, I contribute to Social Media Examiner and We Are Social Media Uh, So I do a little bit of writing, uh, a lot of speaking, and a little bit of uh, brand partnerships as well.
0: Fantastic. So I feel like you could truly help any kind of business person out there, small or large, entire teams. I think you could do a tremendous amount of training, profile optimization. Uh, I know that you've been doing a lot pushing LinkedIn pages, and LinkedIn has definitely been pushing their pages thing a bit.
1: Mm -hmm. I... Uh, it's, it would be fair to say that I am completely obsessed with pages right now, mostly because I am the type of person that I like to see. I like to look for those opportunities. And for me, LinkedIn pages is just such an incredible opportunity. Uh, and when you really think about it right now, especially with the, the re- research and development dollars that they're putting into the platform, it's kind of like Facebook pages back when you still had organic reach. That's what's happening right now on LinkedIn, and I'm looking around and seeing all these companies that aren't seeing the same opportunity that I'm seeing, so I've really been spending a lot of time just teaching people what LinkedIn pages are, uh, the new features that they're introducing, what's coming down the pipes for 2019, and how you can leverage it for generating leads and opportunities for your business.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree with you. As much as we see the creator community evolving and blossoming over the last year and a half or so... Very few pages really stand out, so there's an incredible opportunity. It's almost like the creator community starting over again. <laughs> I yeah, completely hear that.
1: Very, very few. I, I I've done a few articles, and the amount of research that I had to do just to find pages on LinkedIn that were using native video was just astounding. Um, and I think that it, it'll probably change in 2019. But and I, I have noticed that there are Fortune 500 companies that are spending a lot more time on LinkedIn pages. You're seeing a lot of senior execs and CEOs that are um, getting out of the getting off the sidelines and starting to become part of the content that are on those pages, which is a really good sign that I'm seeing. But um, still, there's just there's just so much opportunity. There's so much on the table right now.
0: Absolutely. And it's so wonderful that you're leading the way in it. So I feel like a lot of people. You're the go-to when people already know about the LinkedIn movement. But I don't know about you, Michaela, but I still see tons of people out there. They have no idea about LinkedIn. They log in every six months. They don't know there's a community like this. So... I think part of the magic of really catapulting, skipping over a few years of the the so called hustle and grind mentality where people think, if I just work really hard, I'll get somewhere well that that doesn't always work the way you want. I mean you can happily work twenty hours a day, but you can only do that for so long until your body gives out right so l- let's talk a little bit about maybe some ways to really advance your profile out there. Let's talk about some of the places where you aren't, maybe, so the people who are in the know on LinkedIn, yeah. sure. But what about all over the rest of the web? So I know you've done some stuff, like you said, on Social Media Examiner. We are social media. I know you've been on a earlier on when you were catching viral on LinkedIn. You certainly had some great press hits, too. But I think really what's truly remarkable for people to advance quickly is to be top of mind and to be everywhere. So there's so many different influential powers on the Internet in so many different forms, whether they're sound, visual, news. Print, trade show, speaking, yeah. keynote. Let's talk about some places that you're not
1: yeah. that you'd like
0: to get into. What do you think yeah. about that?
1: That I would like to get into.
0: Yeah. So that way you have a, a larger blanket of influence throughout the web. So more people lead back to you.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I mean, audio is is a great place right now. Um, in terms Here we of, we are <laughs> exactly in terms of LinkedIn, I think that there are a lot of, um, There's a lot of hidden gems still. Um, One of them being since we're talking about audio, and most people, you know, the articles that I read about this feature that they released, got so much hate by different publications. And again, it's one of those things that I'm like, I see opportunity. So voice memos, have you used a voice memo on LinkedIn yet?
0: Absolutely. It's amazing okay. because when you, let's say the intro connect, right? Mm-hmm. When you leave a memo, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, Michaela Alexis spent 30 seconds about me, right? It's incredible. Yes.
1: So that's, and that's what I love. I love those features where you can work smarter, not harder. So it's more personal, right? Now that LinkedIn is becoming more and more of a thing, you know, 40% of users are checking it on a daily basis, meaning that their inboxes are getting more and more full. So how do you stand out in a sea of messages? Um, A voice message is pretty cool. It also, just like you mentioned, if you are somebody that's a thought leader in your field and you take that 30 seconds to send somebody a voice memo, I mean, I know people on other platforms that either do voice memos or they've done a video and it blows me away. Um, And so I know that I'm still, I'm having that effect on other people. The other thing is that it takes less time. I mean, realistically, like the amount of messages that I get in my LinkedIn inbox is just, it's, it's a lot. (laughs) And so, you know, I can get through voice memos 10 times faster than I can type. Maybe I'm just a slow typer, but it's one of those things that it takes less time and it's more impactful. And yet people are still either don't know about that feature or are so stuck in their ways that they're bashing it, kind of comparing it to uh, a voice message on a phone without actually trying it to see how it works and how you can leverage it to um, create more impact and hopefully generate more leads for your business.
0: Well said. I'm going to circle back on something that you specifically said about the hate that you see in the media. And I've been seeing it too. I have a little insight on that, that I think we should think about and expand and really use this point, which I think will be infinitely helpful for you. So like I said, you are very well known within the LinkedIn creator community, Mm -hmm. but there's a larger operation out there than LinkedIn itself, which is the mainstream media. So you have places like, not to pick out specific ones, but I see every time LinkedIn puts out a new feature, you always have a tech crunch story. And usually the sentiment on it is, forget about the comments, that just the articles are insanely negative. So to stand out within the media talking about the new features, maybe like a social media examiner, but I'm talking about mainstream sites that are much bigger. They're not even covering it or they trend negative. So I think a key to launch of success for you is how do we get you in front of media more often? So whenever people are talking about a unique voice, transformative, all of your background, I feel like you should be popping up and being more front of mind. Then you have a whole catalog of things which develops into more of a reel of places that you've been featured. So yeah. You could put in a Crunchbase profile that can be part of your speaking thing. You can be in a speakers bureau. I think there's a piece here that you're just not known yet. So when I talk to relatively new people that are that we kind of win over into the cult of LinkedIn, they don't know you yet. Right. And they should. You see what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a big part of it is the fact, just like you mentioned, there is a negative connotation or LinkedIn is misunderstood by a lot of people that just haven't logged in in like forever. Um, you know, it's shocking to me, but I still get the those messages that, why would I use LinkedIn? I'm not looking for a job. And right. that's That's still <laughs> popping up. And that has been years and years that, that LinkedIn was strictly a job search website. Of course, recruiting is still a big thing on LinkedIn, but their focus is really on the creator community now. They're really focused on becoming, you know, the world's largest networking event that's open 24-7. And until the mainstream media understands the power of LinkedIn, I think that it is it is tough for people like me to stand out only because of that negative connotation.
0: And I think we need to triangulate that there. Right. So there's you and your voice. There's the mainstream media and their voice, which are almost opposing forces. But then there's got to be something in the middle there. What about when you should be interviewed about your opinion on it? Because technology isn't just tech. Right. The only reason LinkedIn is taking off like this is community. Mm-hmm. Tech, I mean, LinkedIn is not the most technologically advanced social network. Facebook no. beats it hands down. Sorry, LinkedIn, but yes. just saying But people hate Facebook because of X, Y, Z. We're not getting political right now. So I think if you are interviewed, opinion, op-ed, just being in that media, like remember when you were first really kind of coming up into this whole thing, you were all over the place in, I believe it was CNBC, right? Right. Yeah. So I think instead of listening to or waiting for the media to come around, I think we need to get you out there whether you are a guest writer, whether you are being interviewed, or whether they just give you a straight up byline and you get to tell the story. So that way it's coming from an authoritative place and your authoritative voice, but in a positive way that people can actually enter it because there's just, there's too much resistance for too many people.
1: Well, and I think that part of the problem is I, especially when it comes to the speaking world. You know, you see the same speakers that have been speaking on LinkedIn, no offense to anybody that has, but they've been doing it for a really long time. They really are not in touch with the community. They're really not in touch with the new features. And for the most part, a lot of them are older white males. And that's kind of what is expected because it's this business platform. And so I love to see new LinkedIn creators going out there and just changing the stereotypes. You know, I love to show up and my keynotes are so full of like just shock. And part of the reason that I try to shock people is because I'm trying to shake the stereotypes out of them so that they don't have this idea that there is a huge separation between the personal and professional self. I mean, I'm working with clients all the time, and they tell me that the reason that they're struggling is because they need to put on their professional mask to be able to create content. And that's completely false. That's just not how it works.
0: Right. Right. Very well said. LinkedIn is not a video game for old white men <laughs> to get a bunch of connections. Let's talk yeah. about speaking in our last three minutes that we have here as we do a 15-minute bit. Yeah. Let's get into speaking. Sure. So sure. I'm sure that a lot of people were trying to take advantage of you at the beginning when you're first starting to get out there. How have you felt the evolution of that's been going just in terms of contract, upfront payment? people canceling? Are you in more demand by larger audiences that are paying now? How's the keynote part going?
1: So I think that for me, I had to shift my mindset from I am a business to I run a business. Because in the beginning, it's all personal. When you go out solo, everything feels very personal. And once I switched, so I started, you know, taking my business more seriously, creating processes, and um, putting people through those processes, creating great contracts that uh, you actually stick to all of those things, I think really do make a difference. But yes, definitely, there is a huge learning curve. And you learn pretty quickly, uh, that you need to put steps in place to protect yourself and also protect the other party as well.
0: Right. And when in doubt, charge more, right? Hopefully, you are increasing that rate and you're being more selective.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know, you have to be, um, you pick and choose the places that you want to go. And I, I've learned that you can't let your ego speak. Sometimes, you know, you want to speak at the places that have the largest communities. And that those aren't necessarily the ones that you need to be speaking at. Sometimes it's about having the right audience there or that um, have exposure that just go completely beyond what you are capable of. Um, and so I've been really, really careful about making sure that I'm doing my research and uh, knowing which conferences actually make sense for me to put myself through the ringer and uh, try to get on stage at.
0: I totally agree. Size is not everything. I, I would love to see you at a place like South by Southwest. Even if you don't speak the first year, I think just getting in front of an audi- a global audience of hundreds of thousands of people like that, so many of them don't know who you are and they yeah. need to.
1: Yeah, it's been interesting. I've been working with a lot of uh, YouTubers lately. And so we've been doing some collabs. And that's been really, really interesting because uh, it's really cool talking to like video people or talking to brand new audiences that have no idea who you are, no idea what LinkedIn is about. I just think that's super fun. I mean, I love being an underdog.
0: Absolutely. So real quick, as we're about to finish up here. I think you're exactly right. Hitting up those YouTubers, being where everybody isn't. If you're just going to be in a room of LinkedIn celebrities, it's not enough. So truly getting out there and being the standout and running in a race where you know that you're only running against yourself is truly incredible. Mm -hmm. So thank you so, so much again for kicking off the next action podcast. It's been such a pleasure having you here.
1: It's been awesome being the first. Thanks so much.
0: Have a good one. See ya.